When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anything? Anything? Hey, anything? There you go. Yeah. All right. I don't know why. All right. So you're the idiot. Yeah. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast. And today, Bacchus Plus One is Zeus from the Shout It Out Loudcast. song taken on the run by ario speedwagon right i actually love that song yeah it's not a bad song i don't have a problem with it uh but it's the lyrics it just dawned on me or i'm not really sure what the fuck's going on is is he a guy who sits at home while his woman goes out and bangs everybody in town and then comes back is he supposed to be on the road please let's have this conversation because many a night i love the melody music Mm -hmm. i'm like you know what i wish that was me singing this on stage it's a fun song and then i'm like is he just like a fucking like cockhold or something like letting his woman <laughs> but wait a minute he's a beard it's me and you babe wait a minute what the fuck what is going on here yeah all a... their songs are like that i don't even know what taken on the run means does that mean go out and fuck other dudes or because because he almost said, he sings that phrase almost like as a way to excuse like i don't believe it not for a minute you take it on the run and then he also says, but if but if that's the way it is and I don't like it, and I'm like, what yeah. I what what are you talking about, man? Is are you yeah, like you said, is he just sit at home and go, She better not come home smelling like a penis. You know, it's like, yeah, I just I, I don't know. It's very it's not a very masculine song, but you're right, not the only Kevin Cronin lyrics that kinda do that, where it's kinda got an upbeat, great melody, almost a rock and feel, and then you break it down and it's like this guy is basically saying, I think my girl cheats on me a lot, but I'm I'm probably okay. I fucking I, I always liked him. I like his voice. I think this take it on time for me to fly. Um what's the other big one that I like? Uh um, oh, the first track the on Storm High Fidelity. Is... What's that called? I love that one. Um, that one's kind of weird. It's Keep like... on loving you. Um, in your letter, there were songs like that that I really loved. I remember somebody bought that album for my brother for his birthday, 
and I was the little brother. And I like all his friends had bought him that. They're like, wow, that and Jay Giles, man. It's mm. a Boston thing. And those were like the two big ah, albums Bean during Town. the early 80s. <laughs> nobody calls it Bean Town. I've Stop never heard anybody that. tell me that before. Nobody <laughs> calls it Bean. At least in Boston, we don't, no, right? I, I but um, now that I'm looking, um, I think your Roll with the Changes is the rocking song. Played at my wedding. It was like, I now present Mr. Oh. And Mrs. Baco, Roll with the Changes. It no. Was, yep. Fuck yeah. It was that awesome. solo, that guitar work oh, is man. insane. Gary Richrath. Oh, and, and, and even the keyboard little solo he, he the guy's doing the little little John Lordish kind of keyboard thing the guy's <laughs> going on there. Yeah. Oh, it's it's kick ass. So keep on loving you in my dreams. And then I remember like immaturity and kids and someone like my brother's like, oh, Ario Speedwagon. He grew out of like they're gay. I'm like, what do you mean they're gay? He's got a song <laughs> said, don't let him go. Like, That's the song I'm thinking of, yeah, because it, it's like it's kind of weird because it's like, so you figure that you got him all figured out. He's a sweet talking stud who can. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? You just yeah. <laughs> why are you singing about another guy for her to not let him go? Yeah, uh, just he, he, he couldn't get Jesse's girl, so he went into this one. But uh, uh, I don't know. And there was a uh, yeah, there's a bunch of songs. So take it on the run. You're absolutely correct. I have no idea what. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're out there on the stage and you're singing to your girl, like, what? Take it on the run, even if it's true. Wait a minute. Even if like, it's true. Yeah, like, right wait. At one point, he says, like, nope, not cool. If you're doing it, it's over. And then, like, but even if it is, keep this in mind. And isn't there another line, like, where he says something like that? But if you, uh, you need never look back again. Like, you know, but if you're going to. There's run, a lot of that yeah. in this song. Um, the the lyrics on it are are the sim the same. He's got a lot of songs that he's like the wuss. Keep on loving you. I'm gonna keep on loving you, even though you treat me like shit. And you're like banging other people. I'm gonna keep on loving you. Yeah, exactly. oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I heard it from a friend. I heard it from a friend. Those those lyrics are actually pretty good. Yeah. You know, talk is cheap, and the you know the story is good. Okay, so you're kind of saying you're like, don't worry about that bullshit. I have confidence, honey. I trust Wear you. I have faith in you. But also, exactly. I'm super worried and freaked out over this. <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime, yeah, I would always go, you take it up the bum, baby. Oh, and, and, and just change the lyrics in my nice, usual kind of yeah. childish way. But yeah, if that's the way you want it, then I, then I don't want you around. I don't believe it. Not for a minute. <laughs> You're under the gun, so you take it on the run. I don't Which believe it. I don't believe it at all. I mean, I kind of do, especially like between the hours of 7 p.m. <laughs> and about 2 a.m. when you're not home. Uh, and you come back, you dropped off by some guy driving a Dodge Challenger. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that song, but it's a fun song. That Time for Me to Fly. They've got, their greatest hits is a great greatest hits. Oh, they're, they're a perfect. Like, I just it was maybe that's what uh, spawned uh, a little bit a couple days ago on Facebook. Someone shared their first greatest hits like. What's the best greatest hits package? And I like REO as an example, but to me that should be reserved yeah. for bands that don't do great albums or at least at least aren't known for that one kind of masterpiece. 
uh, you know, like yeah, ACDC, and Back high infidelity. Yeah, yeah, they had high yeah. infidelity. I guess that was kind of a that was a monster. I mean, it's hard to remember because I was eight, but uh, it was a, a huge record. But they are a perfect greatest hits band. I actually like their '80s one where it was just called Hits. That's front to back. Just yeah, that's the one I have, and that's the one I you know I love to play. There, I mean, and the other thing too, their videos. He's not what you would call a masculine man. No, it's fair to call him effeminate. I don't know that he's gay or not. I don't care, but uh, oh, well, it's not the it's not that part. But he weighs like eighty pounds. Yeah. He's got that big schnoz, and he's got like sometimes in between perms and purple shirts that are skin tight. Him, uh, like Steve Perry, all these like awesome singers in that seventies, early eighties, just not very attractive men. But could sing <laughs> Dennis the Young, like all of those guys in that little bubble there. Yeah. Oh, man, they could fucking belt some great tunes, right, great, man. Yeah, and write great songs, too. Now, I remember yes. Ario did a behind the music for VH1 when they were doing that kind of basically every weekend. And it was like mm-hmm. the least rock and roll story of all time. It was like Kevin Cronin <laughs> came back from like a tour in the mid to late 70s and was like, you know what, guys? I think I uh, I went to Hawaii for a week, and now I'm just a guy who mountain bikes everywhere and eats <laughs> eats eats really healthy. I think you should try it too. And then everybody but Gary Richrath, who's like rock and roll, still wants to party and drink. And, uh, it was just like, yeah, oh. that guy was a fantastic guitar player. Oh, you kidding? His solos are fantastic. You know, even back then, you know, you had bands that could pull that shit off. Like Neil Sean is hidden in Journey. And so was uh, what's the name Gary? I forget you just said uh, Gary. He, Gary uh, Richrath is the the Ario. Yeah, guy. he's kind of hidden in Ario Speedwagon, but he had some great guitar solos. I think they're very symbiotic with Journey in that sense, where they they have these handful of kind of hard rock tunes, and you have this amazing guitar player that can rock the shit and play just amazing melodies and solos. But they're largely there to basically fill in like a melodic solo for some ballad or something like that. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then in, in addition to that, you know, all those bands started seeing where the dollars are coming. Yeah. Chicago, the same thing. Jesus, we could do this and do all right, or we can have Peter Cetera do something wimpy and make a fortune. <laughs> That's a good example <laughs> to make that right. Point, and you know? they were like, yeah. right, Peter Cetera. They're like, okay, let's forget the old style. This is what's selling. Well, uh, I've been uh, while we're doing this, I just pulled up REO dates to find out what concert we can meet at and go to. Now uh, we can sing, uh, take it on the. I saw them. Oh, I've seen I them saw a bunch them of times. I, yeah, with like, I think it was. Like Tesla, them and Def Leppard or something. Oh, wow! It was a great outdoor concert, and they mm. they kicked ass. Yeah, I'm sure they're touring with Sticks. <laughs> sticks, that's it. It was yeah. Sticks. You're right. You're right. Oh god. Yeah, it was Sticks, them and somebody else. Maybe Def Leppard. Maybe it was Tesla. The three of them. Well, now we know what we're doing this summer, anyway. So, uh, ah, perfect. Heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who. It's true, babe And 
Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and today my plus one comes to us from the Shout It Out Loud cast, the Kiss-centric podcast. Uh, Zeus, welcome to the pro- welcome back to the program, Zeus. I think you were on one of the you were on the um, Stone Temple Pilot episode of uh, the the Grunge side cast. This is your first time back as a solo appearance. I know you had both Devin and I on, but anyway, welcome welcome back. Oh, thank you. Always a pleasure. You are our, our favorite people from. Minnesota, I think you're the only people we know, but um, <laughs> nice. top we, and bottom. We we love the show. You are a Pantheon brother now. Yes, yeah, we can promote the uh, the network together here. But uh, yeah, you know, and you, and you were a big help with that, so pre- much appreciated. So yeah, we, I think when you came on, there were thirty, and now there's like a hundred and thirty podcasts. <laughs> uh, keeps growing. It's crazy, man. But uh, and uh, yeah, you know, right. you guys are you, you're starting to call yourself the number one kiss podcast. Do you have numbers to back this oh, up? Because yes. uh, Michael Brandvold yes. is I don't have a brand. He's, he's coming for you. <laughs> yeah, that's OK. What we say is we're the number one ranked podcast and we say it strategically. Everybody has chartable. Everybody checks their stats every yeah. once in a while. And when we do. We're the only ones that are, will be ranking in the music category, and you can tell if anybody else is in there. Yeah. So it's not just throwing it out there. And we don't just, you know, look, you, if you have something that's working for you and you're, and you're happy about it and you love your audience, you want to thank them. And that's what it's really about. Mm. Thank you, guys, because you guys have the same sense of humor as we do. We're not fucking tickling Gene's balls on our show. And I'm sorry if I'm being a little too vulgar here for, you know, Cobras and Fire. Yeah. But you know us. We we just tell it <laughs> like it is. And we have fun with KISS. And our listeners have fun with KISS. There's plenty of good other KISS podcasts out there if you want to, you know, get an academic side or there- get somebody that gets huge guests. Well, I, I have to be nice. I mean, there are some. I'm kidding. I think the praise is on the Kiss Room, but it's a much different kind of show than what you guys do. Um, Exactly. uh, And and I've also said that your show, if we were to be Kiss-centric, it'd be in that same kind of vein. I think we'd probably actually bigger dicks to them than you guys are. Um, But uh, although I think. Wow, you must be really dicks then. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, But uh, (laughs) I like I, 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 for instance, I think one of the big distinctions between me and the two of you is that I I will not be going to any live performances with them unless it was free. (laughs) I mean, uh, I know we know Mm -hmm. we've had this discussion. Yeah. 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 So I think I think joined us. Remember? Yeah. LC would actually probably still go if the conditions were right. And I mean, by that, like the day of the week and travel and stuff. (laughs) Uh, I just have no interest in all that, um, but to, to each his own. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not. It, I, I don't say that with the idea that I'm trying to convert people. Do what the fuck you want with your money and your time. I really don't give a shit. I'm capable of having, been, a, yeah. having an opinion without it being the be all end all for the world. Remember when we had you on when we talked about their Dubai concert mm-hmm. and we did a live cast and all that and we discussed it. You've had the same opinion for many years. Yeah. And God bless you. You've stayed, you've stuck to it. And this is what you think. And you've never been, I'm right. 
So fuck sure, you. Yeah. You've been like, this is how I am. The rest of you kiss tart. I mean, uh, you kiss fans. You can do whatever <laughs> you like. Um, but he, that's how it is. And, and that's how it is with all our shows. Yeah. I really believe there's a kiss podcast out for people that like it. And I just think we do things like you guys do. You got to have fun with this shit. If you're not right. having fun and laughing, then I think you're taking the shit too serious. That's all. Amen to that. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, it's good to have opinions and talk about it. And uh, I, I guess uh, I do think my favorite point is always when someone like doesn't agree with me. It's a Kiss fan, and they say this idiot doesn't know anything about Kiss. I'm like, all right, look, you can disagree with me and take <laughs> cheap shots at me. There, as you know, what and there's plenty of things that I I put myself out there that make me an easy target. But you literally can't listen to me talk to you guys for an hour and come away with he's never even fucking doesn't know anything about these guys. I'm like, I, that, so that's always my favorite takeaway that I, I kind of encourage that opinion. But uh. you, you have that fucking list. It's wrong. But you have that nice <laughs> list. We did a fucking Baco centric episode on your list. list. Right. Well, because we, we feel like, oh, we don't want to let all the spoilers out because we've been building up our album reviews. Yeah. And we don't want to say what's our favorite song. So the best way to cheat around that is like, shit, Baco put his list up. Let's just fucking dissect it and break and shit on his ideas, yeah, that, but not say where we are. Um, well, and it was a, a great fun, episode. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, we, people loved it. And everybody has the right to have an opinion about this stuff. Nothing is better than others. We're talking about it. We just were on a Casada show. He did top five worst kiss songs. They were all like, I love every song you put on the worst kiss songs. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Those what I think that suck. And you get albums like um, Hot in the Shade, all those tracks. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. There's too many tracks. But I'd get rid of this, this, and this. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? Those are the best songs there are. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I hate when people say, cut the track listen and only give me 10 songs. No. You don't like it? Get off your ass and skip. Skip. Yeah. But I want to hear that song. Maybe you don't like it, but I do. I'm kind of the same way. We we did a two-parter on that where we actually resequenced it and came up with our own two. I think I had both two 10-track records is what we decided to go with. Uh, yeah. But it, uh, and it did the same thing with Use Your Illusions 1 and 2. But honest to God, both those records are all three of them, I guess. I'm good with just, I don't want to, and honestly, more use your illusions. I'm like, just, I want to play them front to back. That's what I want. I don't want to get rid of any of this music. I'm happy with all of it. And Hot in the Shade, just just leave it as is. I'm okay with it. But if you're going to press it on vinyl, give me give me two two records because it sounds like shit because everything's so fucking compressed on that thing. But uh, So I'm with you there. But it is fun talking fodder for a podcast and get into these ridiculous debates because, uh, like I was saying a minute ago, it's just a podcast who fucking cares it doesn't matter it's 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 really not the the end of the world uh speaking of uh, things that don't matter can i do a a quick shift here by the time this comes out i don't know or elon musk may or may not own twitter um i I know they're they're getting the balls (laughs) rolling and uh speaking of balls paul came out and had a tweet today and i actually defended paul a little bit because the haters are always going to go I don't. I really don't get the, the the fanboy love for Elon Musk. I don't know how much this matters or doesn't matter, but don't talk about free speech and how this guy's whatever. That's just my personal opinion on that. I, it, look, he's a billionaire who bought something out of spite for forty four billion dollars, and Paul basically said, "Couldn't you use that money to do something different, like you know, to help with world hunger?" There's so many other pressing issues that could help society, but you bought Twitter. 
And of course, he'd get shredded. Yeah, well, how come you charge a thousand bucks for meet and greets behind plastic and all this <laughs> shit? You know, and it's just like, I don't think people realize, and I'm going to turn it over to you after this statement, that you and I are a lot closer to being Paul Stanley rich than Paul Stanley is to being Elon Musk rich. And it's oh yes, <laughs> and that's not be, well. I guess I shouldn't speak for you. I'm, from my end, I'm not close to being Paul Stanley rich either. I wasn't trying to. I'm not either, buddy. Okay. I'm not either. Okay, so, but uh, anyway, what do you got here? So for Elon Musk, I I will tell you, I'm on the same spectrum as you, as far as politically. Um, I I I I just what bothers me the most. And I don't want to get make this too political, okay? Sure. Is there's one side of the aisle that believes in ideas, and the other side has forgotten about their ideas. It's just fucking Trump, fucking Elon Musk. Okay, you have no idea what Trump is going to do tomorrow because he right. doesn't know. You have no idea what Elon Musk is going to do tomorrow because he doesn't know. He's all on a fucking whim. But they believe in these personalities and yeah, fuck you. And their personality is that I hate the other side and right. my team's going to win. Nothing to do with how will you pay for fucking childcare tomorrow when I have to work and I, who's going to watch my kid? Nothing to do with like what's going on in fucking Ukraine. What are we going to help them? Nothing to go on with all like, you know, are we ever going to fix this fucking tax code? It, you know, shit like that. <laughs> no one cares about that. It's all about fuck you, Nancy Pelosi, fuck you. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's all about hating the other side. Now, Dems do it too, yeah. not to this extent. They don't hero worship like this. No. Dems eat their own. Yeah. They don't let it get to the Trump level. They'll fucking eat their own before they let it get that big. And this whole Elon Musk stuff, you know, remember you said world hunger. You know, he said, I will fucking put this money towards world hunger if you give me a plan how to solve it. And they gave him one. And he said, fuck that. I'm, that. <laughs> I'm buying Twitter. Uh <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just this hero worship is ridiculous. Well, and then Gene you know? recently tweeted that he was in support of Elon Musk running for president. And, you know, I always like to take a couple cheap shots at Gene for being uh uh, artificially intellectual, like he's really not that smart. Look, he's not a dumb guy. I'm not saying that, but he's not this, this mm. supreme being. And as much as like he saw that, and never once said, "Isn't he from a different country? Wasn't he born somewhere else?" Like, do you not even? And then someone was like, "Gene should run for president too." Same fucking problem. Uh, the, the, and I knew this. I found this out in second grade <laughs> at a public school. Uh, so don't don't talk to me about being some fucking elitist because I remember something my teacher taught me in grade school. And, you know, yeah, we, Elon Musk, he's he's going to defend free speech by allowing hate speech to, to exist on Twitter. Uh, but meanwhile, in Florida, they're banning books in schools. You know, it's just like you're not worried about that free speech. You know, it's just uh, it, it seems hypocritical because it is the same fucking people, the same people that are all about Elon Musk fucking buying Twitter. Yes. You don't tell him what to do with his money. What do you care? Are all free speech are all 
all in favor of like banning a book because their kid might turn gay if if this well, math Disney. Book. Yeah, they might they might find something out about black people that doesn't make them feel good. <laughs> yeah, and then shit on Disney and all that. And it's so funny because like twenty years ago, Disney was basically right wing oh, propaganda. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the, the worm is now, So to get us out of the political wormhole here, Gene did actually say some comments today that like he basically said, "I have no idea how things are going to go with Elon Musk. I'm interested to see this." stuff but i don't think free speech and disinformation should be co- or uh, hate speech and disinformation is part of free speech and, and and i don't think it is i don't think that's an opinion as gene put it i i, I think and i don't even think twitter really falls under free speech I, it seems to be the most misunderstood thing in this country that you can say anything and never get called on your bullshit it's like sometimes the consequences is only as hard as someone saying that is 100 not true what you just said Oh, no, we don't have the freedom of speech anymore. It's like, you're not being dragged to jail. Someone just called you on your bullshit. Yeah, so. Yeah, it, it, it's funny how you say that. It, it, there's a difference between lying, making up shit, accusing people, saying Nazi propaganda, false medical advice, talking about election fraud. and Like, that's not what we're talking about. Oh, they don't want free speech. No. We just don't want shit that harms people. That's what's always been there about free speech. But whatever. Let them fucking run with it. The difference is they can lie to their people and their people don't give a shit. Is there anything that they could say that would say, I'm not Trump. (laughs) I'm not going for this. There's nothing. I think 2016 to 2020 proved it. Like, Like They just keep moving the goalposts and they basically take things they find out reverse it around and then regurgitate it like they're somehow insulting you by like oh good you know it's like you know yeah it's it's sad because one side has a better fucking um i'm not sure the word like stubbornness or cohesiveness they will follow the marching orders they will stay on message president trump had the best economy except till the end george bush kept the safe (laughs) except for 9-11 it's the same bullshit. And, and yet you always hear that. Well, you know, and then also mainstream always will throw out, well, you know, the economy, the Trump economy, you mean the one that lost jobs, the only president in the last fucking how many years that lost jobs? Yeah. Well, you know, we had, co- oh, so we have excuses built in now, right? Yeah. Every time there's been a president, a Democrats come in, you always have them fixing some fuck up. Clinton <laughs> with the recession, the fucking shit Obama had to deal with, and now fucking Biden has to deal with. And who was before these presidents? Republicans. Mm-hmm. We're always cleaning up their shit. But enough of that. Let's talk about yeah, uh, we pissed Gene's, off uh, a lot of people. I- <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, we, I could do this with you all fucking day. You know, yeah. and, you know, me and Tom do this all the time, but we keep our friendship yeah. real because you can't get you, like it's funny. We'll see each other put shit on Twitter. I'm like, fuck that. But we don't attack each other on Twitter. We stay away. We don't go into each other. He has yeah. his stuff. I have my stuff. And we're friends. And I absolutely noticed that on Twitter specifically. I was like, okay, yeah. I've I've been on show with these guys, and they they are polar opposites when it comes to politics. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I have respect for both of you as far as your your, your uh, intellect. So I I don't really question that end. But uh, yeah, let's do this thing back a bit. Yeah, you you of course uh, I I have a lot of kind of kiss centric topics that we can kind of get into today. Perfect. I don't even know where to go. You guys went on the kiss cruise this last time. Now they they announced that this next kiss cruise is going to be the last time they perform live. <laughs> 
life. Uh, I would argue that has already been the case. But uh, aside from me taking a dump on Kiss, uh, are do you guys plan on going back? I have a conspiracy theory going. Ooh. Because there's that rumor, and they actually talked about getting the second cruise. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I thought. Oh, it's it's being talked about still. It's not official. I thought it was. They asked us. Uh, Six, whatever the fucking. Yeah, okay, six so they man. threw it out there as like, what do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, what do you guys think? Yes. You know what my theory is? I think because it's getting closer to the end, they've all of a sudden are talking to the other guys. Hey, you want to come on? Ace, you want to come on? Maybe Peter, oh, you doing boy. a pants? And they're, they're thinking, well, we already charged these guys. It's already sold out. We're not going to make any more money. Fuck it. Get another cruise and charge more money. That's now, why they're doing it. One of the things they did that was kind of cool, um, they, they mentioned, at least in the thing I saw, that like if you bought tickets to the first cruise, you'll get the first opportunity to switch to the second cruise if you want to make sure that you do see the last Kiss Cruise. Yes. Um, but, again, all these bands undo all their promises anyway, so I don't know how much that matters. But at least they threw it out there on, on the interim. It's tough because for us, we're in Boston, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, to travel to L.A. is not fun. And then to get on a cruise from there and then to think about traveling back. That's a fucking <laughs> hike. It used to be in Florida. So it's a big endeavor, you know, and we just did it. It's, you know, the guys like Sonny and Steven, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Steve Wright from Potter Than Hell and those oh, guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, all, it's all about, as they call it, the hang. We got to do this with our friends. Yeah. It, was it really the kiss part of it? I would say it's 50-50. The fact that you're with your buddies – you all day. You're like back in college, where like you don't have a wife, you don't have kids, you don't have like work. You're just <laughs> in a party atmosphere for like five days you're with not no responsibility. You're taking your daughter on a roller coaster and then end up like damn near having a heart attack and throwing up everywhere. Oh, yeah. oh, you 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 remember that story? Me at Disney. Yeah, that I was referencing oh. that story. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, that was the most one of the most embarrassing things. And going on that. I have a major, major, first of all, I have a fear of heights, but then again, I have the worst stomach. I cannot deal with motion sickness. I can't be in a car in the backseat, you know, all that stuff. I've been on cruises before and I was fine. So that was okay. But getting on that, my daughter was going on her fucking, what was it? The uh, um, cheerleading thing in Florida, like they all do. She's like, I want to go on Space Mountain. I'm like. Nice. All right. I haven't been on these things. Let me try it. Now, I, let me ask you a question. When you were younger, could you handle these rides? No. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, it, you know, I'm older. I'll know it. I'll brace myself. It you goes go the other way, direction, by the way. It- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you ever go on one of those rides where, like, there's, like, hel- there's, like wings on them and it's, like, like fake rocket ships oh, and they go yeah, up and yeah. down, but they go around a circle? I was at a place called Whalen Park and went on a church group for something. And they're like, oh, let's go to the amusement park. I was like five or six years old. I got so sick and I puked outside of it. And everybody underneath me was getting soaked with my puke. I'd never been more like petrified. Everyone's like fucking threatening me. I was like six, seven years old, crying, puking on everybody underneath. Everyone's like, you fucking little shit. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm never going on those things again. Anyways, now adults are different in Boston. Yeah, you now my kids little five-year-old piece of shit. (laughs) Quit puking, you fucking baby! (laughs) I puked all over them. I don't blame them. Yeah. So we go on Space Mountain. The the thing about Space Mountain is 
It's in the dark. So if you're going around a corner yeah. and you have lights on, you'll brace your body. But if you're not, you have no idea where it's going. Your body is not bracing for shit. Yeah, your stomach and body's going to the left. Your head's going to the right. <laughs> Two seconds into this, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. By the time it landed, I couldn't get out. I was like that thousand pound guy that got stuck in the thing. I wasn't moving. And they, they're like, fucking get this fucking asshole out of here. We got the next ride. I couldn't get out. I was like, if you move me, I'm going to throw up in front of everybody. They picked me up, put me on the side, threw me on a whale, uh, wheelchair at one point. I am puking my fucking brains out in a bucket. They finally move me out and wheel me out. And I'm puking along the way. They wheel me out in the hot fucking Florida sun, like, like, like an invalid puking my brains out in the hot sun and everyone just walking by. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, it's horrible. Horrible. Now, I'm not great with heights either, so you mentioned that, and I'm, I was starting to think, like, maybe there's a connection there, but, uh, so, I'm not, when I was younger, I had really no problem with rides. I, I would do everything, whatever, and then, I don't know, I'm in my mid-30s, my stepdaughter, she's about eight at the time, she asked me if I'd go ride this thing, it was, you know, like, it was basically one of those, <laughs> you lean against the wall and it spins you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm and already sick just now, thinking of it. Yeah, now, I managed to keep everything in, but I came out looking like a yellow ghost. And uh, i that was the first time I realized, I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> it's embarrassing, right? It is. And I felt, well, she felt bad, too. Because, you know, you know she, she you know, like, thought she, like, I was like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to be, actually, just like you were saying. I killed episode, him. I killed okay. him. Just get away. Just get away. I, I did that at one of those pop-up fucking amusement carnival things yeah. in the town. And this was years before that. Same thing. A little ride. It was just going around a circle. But then it stopped and went backwards around the circle. I'm like, holy fuck. I got up. My kid was like five. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up in front of everybody. Like, honey, come here. Just hold me. Hold me. Because I couldn't even lift my head. I didn't know if she was going to run away or what. And I'm just like, and everyone's just looking at you. And you just look awful. Like you're going to puke your brains out. episodes that I, I have in the queue I haven't listened to but, but it was talking to the talking about the Paul Stanley interview with the radio chick I think from 2007 oh. now I heard the interview back in the day and it reminded me of it so 
I went back and listened to the interview again because I was like, oh, it's right. Because I remember like he got kind of short and pissy. And I remember my man- mindset at the time was like, yeah, go get her, Paul. Fuck that bitch. And I have a different <laughs> opinion now. It's just like, Jesus, what a petty piece of shit. Doesn't, she doesn't get off the hook here with me either, by the way. You don't open That's up stupid. an inter- interview with like, hey, just before we get started, full disclosure, I think you're talentless. And I don't think anybody should pay any attention to you. But let's get into what you're doing. Now, she was actually trying to be um, like full disclosure kind of thing. Like she's like, I just want you to, you know, in case you did or didn't know, I want I don't want this to be hovering over. But the fact of the matter is that, like, it's not it's pretty early in journalism that you understand that kind of concept. Look, if he's got a problem with it, he can bring it up. If he wants to talk to you about it, he can bring it up. But if he doesn't bring it up, don't assume he even knows. But uh, Paul was just uh first of all I, it was weird that he would like he would be clearly so pissy and bitter but then also a pretty good interview to be honest with you he answered the questions pretty solid i thought yeah and they would call like her a bitch he... who has no who lives in a van you know what i mean <laughs> but don't you like even before he gets on he's like what i miss what are you talking about mm-hmm. like he that that fucking suspicious, like, are you talking about me? Insecure little fucking man yeah. about that shit. It's just, it, Tom had a fucking fun breaking him down, uh, you know, about all his crazy tendency. I, I say he's a therapist's wet dream. Chapter 39. He has so many fucking issues. It's not even funny. <laughs> it and, really does. and it's too bad uh, because, you know, oh, have you seen my house? Yeah, Come what on, the hell does that mean? Yeah. Like, come on, you know what? Oh, so we're judging people's quality because of their house? It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and, uh, and, and fast funny- forward, he's he's judging Elon Musk for not feeding poor people. Yeah, like, seems a little bit I always say the fun thing about Paul is read, read his books or his philosophy, like, be kind to others. Everyone should treat respect, you know, move. Move past things, except Peter Chris. Fuck that asshole. <laughs> the same thing. He's such a dick to Peter Chris. Chapter forty-seven. Well, I think I told you this that Paul Stanley Twitter account that I ran. Yeah. Um, that actually started on a my 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 idea oh. was because he would tweet like things. This ninety-two-year-old woman just ran a marathon. What'd you do today? Hashtag live to win. And I said, let's try to hijack <laughs> live to win and he's like i just <laughs> i a guy in front of me at the grocery store dropped a ten dollar bill i put my foot on it and <laughs> came home 10 bucks richer hashtag live to win you know and it was just all he's gonna like being a horrible Fucking person loved it he stopped he stopped using it <laughs> I, I we think it's the funniest thing and you know it's it it's one of those things that he doesn't have any idea his the perception of him he has so many of those fucking super fans. Paul, you're so handsome. <laughs> yeah. And it'll put these close up photos of his face. It's all like all busted <laughs> out. What is mouth is here, his jaws are here. And, and it's like, and you know, because they're idiots that are like, oh, you're so handsome. You know, like, who's telling him, Paul, dude? Don't stop taking close ups of your face. You, you know, you're fucking 70 something years <laughs> Their old. Their inner circle <laughs> sucks. You guys are spot on about that. They, uh, you've mentioned it many times on your show. Like, they really have, the, you know, it's just a paycheck to everybody. There's like, looking good, Paul. You know? <laughs> oh, it, yeah. I mean, I, sometimes every once in a while, Tommy will say something. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to get them to play this song. Yeah. Dude, we know why they're not going to play that song. 
in, in the tired cliches of the set list or the tired cliches of merch and shit, it's just, come on, you know, we listen to the fans. When? When? <laughs> Aren't when you a you little surprised the that the Dubai merch actually hasn't been delivered? I mean, the quality of the merchandise <laughs> has been questioned at m- many times over the years, but I don't recall them ever not delivering, going the Vinnie Vincent route, just take the money and keep it. The the sad part about it is they haven't made a public statement to be like, you we know about this. Right. We think it sucks. We're looking into it for you guys. Here's the issue. And we'll make it up to you. It will give you a 20% off on a fucking Vinnie Vincent doll coming up. Something. What what else do you got to do? Man. But like, to ignore it. I got to so tell you, that, 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 just real quick on that, that's a fabulous yeah, yeah. idea. I think that would be a great way to give the fans a little <laughs> bonus and throw a little shade at Vinnie Vincent at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, sorry. It, it's hilarious. No, no. It, like well, Paul will tweet whatever, or Tommy will tweet a picture of him in the warehouse getting ready for the tour, pulling all, <laughs> all the guitars. Within like two tweets underneath, you'll see, Keep looking. I bet you my Dubai fucking DVDs behind that box. <laughs> they, they can't get away with it. It's like Bill O'Reilly. If he tweets something within two fucking tweets, he'll be, yeah, 32 million reasons why you suck, Bill. Like, you can't outlive that stuff. That Dubai shit is haunting them. They can't get away with it. It's weird, though. It's like, what what do you think is going on here? Do you think they just like, holy crap, we can't let this out there at all? I mean, Maybe it's something to do with the video, and they're like, "Well, right here you can kind of amazing. see." I mean, it's the sound. Well, that's I'm the thinking problem. maybe there's maybe it's something to do with syncing it up correctly, and they haven't been able to do it. Fuck, and they're it's like, Hollywood. We can't they can this. fix that shit. I I don't know. I mean, what else could it be? I don't like um, Joey Casado always says this. Kiss thinks there's such marketing stuff, but it's not. It's people bring shit to them. And they do all the work, and oh. then they say, we'll give you this. Mm-hmm. So somebody probably did this with Dubai, and they're like, well, it's not us. They're the ones who did it. And they're not standing up for the fact that they put their name on it. They no, should They never that. do. And the fans, I remember, um, uh, God, I got that first Kiss 45th anniversary. It was supposed to be Smokey. And everybody, it turned out, I thought I was the only one. So I wasn't even concerned with the shitty look of my vinyl. There was actually damage to the cover, which is the only reason I started looking into getting it re- refunded. But, like, during that process, I found out everybody basically got a big blob of white with black sperm drop on it. And it's like, well, this is not at all what you guys promised. And then you see people go, well, what do you expect, Gene and Paul to be there? Like, somebody had to sign off and say this was okay. And and I remember, like, the response was someone was like, it's not like they can just reprint them all. I'm like... That's 100% on the table. I First of all, I work in printing. <laughs> we fuck shit up a lot smaller than this and end up reprinting because of a customer was unhappy. So if Kiss was really the customer, which is where I think is key here to kind of what you kind of touched on, I don't think they are. I think they might greenlight something as far as like uh, uh, the trademark and things of that nature, but I don't think they own any of their publishing anymore. Um, they haven't really come clean, but Gene recently came out and like scoffed at Springsteen getting 500 million for his entire catalog 
with the idea yep. it's like well we're like superman we have trademarks i'm like okay gene okay yeah so if someone yeah. said here's a hundred million bucks for the kiss catalog you're gonna go nope i want to be a trademark you know it's like even the kiss coffee house it was like well here's a pile of money to use the kiss logo and, and imagery uh and then they had no involvement and that's basically been their mo and, and that's why i think we get into this stuff so i dubai had to be 100 be funded by somebody outside of kiss so that's probably the, the the biggest problem. But the fact of the matter is, they've done this for a long time. They I don't recall them ever just not delivering. Period. And it's it's sign of the times. With social media, that's the problem. We all all the kiss tards can talk. Hey, did you get it? I didn't get it. What happened? You know, if this was the seventies and somebody bought the originals through mail, and some people didn't get it after a year and a half, who knew about that? Right. Right. One person complaining to his town radio station that he didn't get the fucking originals in the mail but now everything is and they should know better and it just it goes to the it goes to the staleness that they've had over the past two three years of this end of the road tour that everything is just let's just finish up all right we're almost there like there's no effort there's no passion behind it does paul stanley look like he's fucking having a blast up there, or does it look like a job right now? It, Even Gene, actually, I like think Eric job. Singer is the one who's going through the motions more yes. than anybody on that stage. Uh, I hear yeah. that guy. Yes. I don't know. Maybe like because to me, I don't even blame him. But he's a better drummer than we've seen in probably ten years with Kiss. Yeah, he but he looks like shit. he's falling asleep. Yeah, he really does. He's like, well, you know, you play into a click track every night. Uh, it's just. You know, that has to be really kind of soul sucking for a drummer. But then you like see the $50,000 a night paycheck and you're probably going, yeah, I can do it again. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, And and that's what it is. But I will tell you, you see him at the Kiss Cruise and you see Bruce's band. He's the whole concert. He's he went to it Mm -hmm. and he's at the side of the stage tapping, hitting because they're playing songs. They never banging away, fucking going like this. Then he gets behind. I forget what song he played. He jumped in with the band. I think maybe in Domino he plays that. He jumps behind this, uh, you know, the jump kit, and he's playing. He looks nothing like mm-hmm. Eric Singer playing with Kiss. He looked like he was having a blast, and I think that's what it is. He joined Bruce for a longer set in Vegas after the Kiss cruise, and I had the yes. opposite. I was actually looking forward to it. Like now he's playing music that he played on. He was part of. He doesn't have to deal with Gene and Paul, the click track. And mm-hmm. I got, I walked away with the same impression. I'm like, he not. I, I wasn't on the cruise. I'm talking. This is a separate thing. So yeah, no, no, and, and I it wasn't one saying. song. But I was just like. He just doesn't seem to care anymore. Now, look, he's got to be 60s. He's in his 60s, right? You know what I mean? I, I hate being too judgmental on these guys because um, as we're doing this interview, um, my right foot just is numb for no reason. You know what I mean? I, I, I get it. It's, it's not an easy job to do even with a nice paid paycheck. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't have a problem with him as a person. I th- and, and I have a lot of respect for his work over the years. It's not the last 10 with Kiss and not because of the makeup, even though I have a problem with that. He can still play we fucking still, drums, right? Yeah, we've had that discussion about yeah, the makeup. I, 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 it's 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 been there, done that. I get it. We get it. Um, but the thing is, I want them to look like they're having fun. Yeah. If you don't look like you're having fun up there, how the fuck are the rest of us going to look like we're having fun? But look at all it's these just, screens. Come on, Zeus. Look at the fire. Oh, man, we yeah. blew up a lot of shit in Dubai, didn't we? We had the record. Uh, the Guinness Book of Records. Who gives a fuck? 
the Guinness Book of Records of highest flames. Oh, wow. that that actually is the thing. I, mean, I thought he just invented that. It's like, yeah, like Guinness is no, out no, there with he, a tape measure. Uh, no, he's out there. You need he's, you need six more it. inches to break the record. Let's give it another <laughs> shot. Oh, oh shit! That fucking tower's on fire. You caught them on fire. Fuck them. Let it burn a little higher. Get the record first, then put it out. Man, I would. I, I got to tell you though, that setup was beautiful in Dubai, and the idea, like, I mean, I know they didn't allow this, but it would have been so fun to be in like a pool floaty, just like tipping back some Budweisers and watching that shit from a fucking pool in Dubai. Wow, amazing. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of that is on what you get on the cruise sometimes. But you're not in the water. At least you don't want to be in the, those little no, tiny you don't pools be in that water, but... a bunch of Kiss fans. Um, but it, some of that is just sometimes you're like, holy shit, you're drinking with your buddies and your band is two feet away blasting. Even whether it was Kiss or Night Ranger up there or Queensryche, the boat is flying. It's windy as hell. And every all the you know band members' hair is flying, everything. They're rocking out. You're like, holy shit, this is awesome. Let me ask you this, because uh, this is something we've talked about on our show. What's your opinion here? I like that they have Bruce Kulik on, or they had someone like that Ace played on there one year. I mm-hmm. just, I don't see the fucking point at all bringing Steel Panther, all these other bands that are, I like the fact, keep it Kiss-centric. You've made everything about this cruise on there. I don't need fucking, uh, fucking uh, Buck Cherry. You know what I mean? Uh, I just, it's, don't treat it like a tour. You know what I mean? This is, you, you have your very select audience here. What what are your feelings there? I think it's a continual pattern of Kiss charging more money and taking away more stuff. Yeah. Well, we're not going to perform. We used to do four shows, outdoor, this and that. You got to meet us, shake our hands, take photos, get autograph stuff. Now, fuck it. You're lucky to get two shows from us. You'll get something, a lithograph, and it'll be engraved. It won't even be signed by us. And that's it. But you can see Night Ranger. You can see them. You can see them. And Bruce is going to do a great show, a couple shows for you. That's why they keep talking about, well, this is the last time they're performing. My guess, Gene Simmons will be up there with Ace's band next year. That'd be uh, cool. Paul, Paul might go with Soul Station. Another couple kiss little centric things. Maybe Bruce BK fucking his band will be up there. Uh, maybe Eric Singer Project might be up there. And then what they'll do is, the, oh, let's all get together for one quick jam and do rock and roll all night and, <laughs> and something like that. And then they'll be like, oh, you know, that's one big thing and still get their money. Now that they've sort of addressed this overall, but although I just don't think to me, I think you can actually make a list of 50 songs that you don't play on this. Um, your professional fucking musicians with, with Tommy and Eric doing all the heavy lifting anyway, as far as learning mm-hmm. new songs. Uh, I just don't understand why they like just try to dabble with with some of the deeper tracks. They could just basically only play deep tracks. You're not you don't get this excuse, Paul, that like nobody wants to hear it. On that fucking cruise, they all want to hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we got to hear We Are One on that cruise. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one. But you know what? Yeah. Fair enough, as long as that's like Again, like only deep songs, but I feel like if I if I I don't want to beat beat a point that's kind of dead, kind of like the makeup thing. It's like you know, it's 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 out the there. Set you know? list, yeah. I mean, so. the only thing that I always like to bring up is you. I get that the kiss is a performance art. They have the shows, the lights, the burning stuff. They have it set up like it's fucking a Vegas act. Mm-hmm. This is when this goes off. This is when this goes. 
okay, then have two songs that you can fucking take out and put in. Two parts of your show that you can do it and not have it like so centric on lights or bombs or something like that. Nope, won't do it. It's the same 25 songs since 2012. Another thing that came up on your show, uh, an episode I didn't listen to that I, that I absolutely was, well, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, it was the Kiss Vision guy. What was his name? Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <my>. I had <laughs> it in my head earlier. Now you're going to make me forget. Uh, Roy Dam. Roy Dam. And my apologies to Roy. Uh, I, I should have wrote that down because apparently I'm, I couldn't remember something from a week ago. That's on me. That's all right. First of all, let's start with the good from my end. Uh, a fascinating, entertaining episode. Uh, something that I didn't even know that I needed, to be honest with you. I was like, well, I really <laughs> want to hear this. The very front end of it, uh, especially when he just first gets into kind of what's going on and gives you some background. I thought he did a great job. Um of actually sharing some stuff in detail with specificity that that you you know you didn't know if you were a Kiss fan that kind of stuff so that 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 was great he's got a, a an opinion of himself that I think is uh, kind of exposes a little bit of insecurity uh, this is my this is my ninety five cent psychiatrist as Lou likes to call it uh, he's when he talked about his weight being like four fifty I, I I thought the same <laughs> thing that he said out of his mouth the next time why are so many of these guys doing this such fucking fat asses now I wouldn't use that kind of language. Uh, because hey, you know what? Uh, there for the grace of God, I, I'm not the thinnest guy in the world, and and uh, I I just I'm not comfortable judging people on that kind of stuff. Uh, but but it's definitely something I've noticed. Okay, with people who are diehard Kiss fans and sit at home and have time to make all these DVDs and things of that nature. But he, uh, and I give you guys credit because part of me was sitting there going, "How the fuck do you let that go? How do you not fucking say that next thing?" I'm gonna flat out say I probably would have been a little more aggressive with him, but I've definitely been in your situation where it's like. Well, if I get too aggressive, I i mean, if I just let him go, there's just going to be a shit more of this stuff coming out. <laughs> and that's great content, great for the show. And it was fabulously entertaining. And at the same time, you don't want to, like, 
if I if I do kind of go at him, I'm not sure how he's going to react, and it might end this a little too quick, and we might not get all that content. So it's a difficult uh, line to dance, and it's it's burned me, and it's also worked out for me. So uh, my, my my reputation is more. I would have been maybe a little more aggressive, but I don't think that much, honestly. When I was all done, I'm like, you know what? I probably would have shaved saved most of it for the show wrap, like you guys did. Uh, give us a background. How'd you line that up? How'd you even think about that? And maybe even explain a little bit what Kiss Vision is for people because I had basically forgotten all about it to be honest with you so Kiss Vision was something that would come out in Kiss conventions they would have them originally they would come out on these VHS tapes like footage that looked professionally shot now we all know Kiss is the most visual band and they really struck out with the fact that they weren't selling these things so when Kiss exposed Extreme close-up came out. All us kiss tards fucking dropped everything. We're like, holy shit. But this stuff had been going around for a while. And there was a guy that was doing it. The guy, Roy Dam, comes in and he basically takes those VHS ones and he converts them and starts making digital DVDs and stuff. And he does an awesome job. And eventually he goes into the story about Kiss wanting to sue them and thinking that these things are worth $10 million and it's just (laughs) nonsense. And they, they weren't. And uh, he goes into the fact that, you know, kiss could never locate them. Dude. First off. Yeah. He uh, talked like he was like some kind of like underground, like, uh, I don't know, like like he was, who's that guy that the weatherman, he was in the weatherman. Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking the, the that Mexican drug dealer that keeps escaping uh, El Chapo. Uh, he's got a tunnel <laughs> yeah. that he's crawling out of under his house while they're they're arresting his dad. Yeah, Tom met him because he was talking about some bootlegs, some like Tom's big into those horror movies or something. Hmm. And they talked about Kiss stuff, and then he said something to Tom like, "Well, I listened to your show." He's like, "Oh wow. shit, really? You know?" And, stuff. and they went into it and they saw. I heard you bring up Kiss Vision once. You know that I'm such and such, and I did this. He's a, and then Tom befriended him. Say, hey, so he comes to me like I'm not a bootleg guy. Yeah. I'm not a uh, um, what do you call it? A vinyl guy. And I'm not a big collector, um, although I do have a nice Baco collection behind me. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. So, You're welcome. <laughs> re- regardless, he comes to me. Hey, Zeus, I've got this guy that blah, 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 blah. and I'm just thinking like. I don't know, man. It sounds like way too inside baseball. He's like, no, no, no. The Kiss Tard's going to love it. Yeah, he's not wrong. He comes on, and no lie, he's like in a fucking like Archie Bunker chair, pulled back. He's got like fucking ZZ Top beard. Now I have to listen to it again with this imagery. Okay, and he's sitting in this chair, and he's got sunglasses on. He's like this. What's up? (laughs) Like, dude, I'm like, this is Tom. This is you. Like, I, I kind of let him go with it. Mm-hmm. And then we, we like, we like to take on. Like, this is the beauty of having a partner, and you know exactly what yep. I mean. That you feel a hundred percent comfortable. That can come up with an idea when you don't have it. But yet, you're like, yep, yep. And you, and you have that same mindset. Tom will come up with this. It was my, I don't know, stupid idea or bright idea to come up with the fucking Paul versus the chick lady. Like, oh, I love to dissect too. this. Well, I haven't pretty- heard the episode yet. I assume it's great. but the- I, I, Oh, my. So I will tell you, that is, in four days, our number one downloaded episode. Damn. Ever. 
Do you guys know what she's days. doing now? By the way, do, you don't have to spoil it for me. Bang, banging, 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 fucking Carmine. Oh yeah, yeah. Old Carmine. Yeah. What, what's Carmine up to? Uh, he's uh, banging me. Anyway, this guy Roy. We do the interview. Afterwards, we must have made somebody a little butt hurt because after we did the interview, somebody I don't was supposed to have friend. a different episode. All of a sudden. Drops a seven-year-old episode next week and says, "This is the real story behind Kiss Vision." All right. Did you know about that? Okay. So I assume right. uh, Zeus that you're talking about uh, one of the biggest p- Kiss podcasts on the planet, the tor- Torpedo Dudes, Chris and Aaron over at Decibel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who I was talking about. Um, <laughs> but they're uh, the, the guy who you know was always eating on a meatball grinder. Oh, we call him Mankini. My eraser's well-worn because I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> He's a nice enough man. Sure. I, again, I, we, don't, we don't know any of them over. We've never met any of them over there. I know Tommy. But, I've met Tommy a bunch of times. Talked to him a lot. Uh, and only thing we know is he's an all earbud of a sudden. Model. And what exactly is Tommy's role on the show? Earbud model? <laughs> that guy chimes in less than the doorbell at Bramble's house. Get it? You got no friends, Michael. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me off time. But all of a sudden, they put up a seven-year episode, and they say the real truth. Well, my guy, Roy, well, Tommy's guy, really, didn't say any lies. He didn't say that he created Kiss Vision. No, he did. He said who created Kiss Vision, yeah. and he talked about his role that he put it on the DVDs, and he gave everybody credit that deserved it. The coin the guys. Thing, what, wait a second. The, the coin guys had an episode with the guy that was doing it before Roy. It wasn't with Roy. Was, what was that guy's name? I forget his okay. name. Again, the, the story is. Like, I'll let Tommy. We're being extremely disrespectful to all these people. <laughs> yeah, I fucking don't know. Okay. But regardless, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden they put up a fucking seven-year episode, and they give the implication that. What Roy Dam said was all lies and whatever. Mm. And that's not, that's the furthest in the case. What I think they were upset about is because Roy <laughs> made a couple, you know, not expecting to do it, but he went after one of the hosts. Yeah, he talked about Branvold a couple I times. I don't have a brand. Yeah, and he called them That some was fascinating, not so too. Nice and by words. the way, I totally believe it 100%. I've never met Mike, but I, I've had exchanges with him. Does he not come off as that kind of Weasley kind of guy? I don't have a brand. Because he did work for Kiss for a little bit. I just don't understand the abrasiveness he has to anybody that follows his show and how people put up with it. Well, a lot of people don't, but he's just sometimes too abrasive and rude and condescending and whatever. So that guy called them a few names. Next thing you know, they talk about they're going to do an episode. They show a seven-year-old episode <laughs> that says refutes what was said, which is nonsense. It's not a back and forth. Then Roy contacts Tom and he's nonstop. Get me back on your fucking show. Get him. Get Brantville on your show. I want to fucking go. We're like, dude, Mike Brantville is not coming on yeah. our show. 
And he might, you know, we don't want to fucking, he ain't coming on our show and that you guys not going to have a battle. Like that's not what we're about. We don't want you having a battle on the air and you guys cursing each other up. I, but I, I want really Zeus. I want that. <laughs> Maybe you can arrange it and he can come on your show. Uh, send, send Roy you my way. About send my Roy yes. my way. I know how to get a hold of Brandvold too. We'll see if we can hook this fucking battle yeah. of Royale up. Man. I don't have. Yeah. He wants to come on and tell more stories. He said, mm. um, Maybe there'll be a part two. I don't know. Like we don't need that shit. Like we, there's enough fucking pettiness in the world and podcasting and the kiss tards and shit. Like just have a good time, man. Now you say kiss tard, but you consider yourself one, correct? Oh, hundred percent, dude. We're not like oh those people. No, we all are. Fucking never. This album sucks. These off the soundboards suck. Hey, the new off the soundboards coming. Oh, I gotta fucking order it. You know, it's the same thing. We're kiss tards. That I got to tell you, the one that the most recent it. one that's actually out, it, being that it's from the uh, fucking uh, oh Rock god, the instant tour. live tour. I mean, mm. Jesus fucking Christ, how tone deaf can you be? Because this is like, I remember them when the first one came out, and I'm like, well, I don't really don't care that much about that show, but this is cool. This this is like because my biggest bitch is that Kiss never does anything that's cool just because it's cool. It's always got to be if it's ever cool, it's almost by accident. It's like well. If it ends up being cool, that's fine. As long I will as we say you do this. The Destroyer box set was cool. I really one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And the price was way less than I thought they were going to come out with. Yeah, you know but what? I the, thought, the price was in line with other similar packages. Yeah, and stuff. but it but that's cheap, the point. But. I thought I I thought they would be like three thousand dollars, like our history book. Like I thought they would be insane about it, but it was priced right, done right, classy. Perfect. Just what KISS fans want. That's the kind of shit they need to get back to. But instead, we get this out of touch, off the soundboard of the same fucking lineup that's touring now and a shitty copy of stuff that you can get either on Rock the Nation DVD or the Instant Live one. It's the same show. What are you doing? And right now, Roy Dam wants me to point out that you can find footage he shot on those products as well. So, uh, which, by the way, I got to be honest with you, that's that's pretty fucking cool. But um, his there are so many things like that. I don't know. What did you think was the most preposterous thing he he said? Like to me, I'll tell you mine. I gave away one million DVDs. That way I ruined this guy. I'm like, I don't even know if you manufactured one million the way you described your business. So Yeah. I, again, it, there's a certain point when you're talking to somebody, I guess. Like, <laughs> you really want to get into the pettiness. I'm like, dude, that doesn't make physically, that doesn't make sense that you yeah. would buy all that and do that. Do you know how much money that would cost you to do that? That doesn't make sense. You didn't win by doing that. But what are you going to gain from that? Just let him go and sure. people can listen and. Well, you know, he does have some it. some valid points. There's a lot of really cool stuff that he gives you, some insight into that whole uh, you know uh, scene and stuff like that that I found fascinating. I, I'm not taking a dump on the guy for his his role in all this stuff. I just think that like he really just stopped short of basically saying when I switched to DVD that inspired uh, scientists to invent Blu-ray technology because uh, <laughs> yeah he was just like I don't know he did I don't know did he he said he took the business over for somebody else so who really forced Kiss's hand and then oh my yeah but the my favorite part was like I filmed Peter Chris going up the reunion concert. Uh, I mean, at the LA at the, show yeah. for the unplugged. And then that inspired the reunion. 
If not for that footage, they've used that. Fo- Dude, you didn't inspire the reunion. <laughs> Let's be blunt. Yeah, that was talked about like in the 80s, signs. man. They they almost did it in 89, yeah. for fuck's sake, yeah. with Eric Carr yeah. staying on, but uh, they couldn't get things worked out. But you bring up an interesting point. I was not aware, because uh, if what he's saying is true, that was kind of a, a revelation to me that like prior to the L.A., was that the very first KISS convention was L.A.? And like prior to that, they weren't allowing cameras in because, again, we're talking before the age of the Internet. They were already selling tickets to all these other events. I don't remember it ever not being 100 percent clear that you could bring a camera into there. Um, he made it sound like because they forced their hands. And he like, asked the question or his girl. And then, yeah. And I don't know. And you're married, been married. You've had girlfriends, whatever. I don't know that I could ever convince a woman to actually <laughs> do that. But if they did, I don't think they would. Because he's like, and she said exactly what I said when I it's like, hot oh, man. man. Maybe that was the most preposterous thing. It's like, I, I can't tell my I can tell my wife a three word sentence and she would repeat it back to me differently. So, <laughs> and she's Honey, amazing. I've got an important thing for our marriage. You're gonna go to the kiss convention and you're gonna ask Gene Simmons these words. And I want you to practice it for three weeks and have it down. Don't you dare fuck it up. (laughs) I'm going to hike up my sweatpants and do something about it. (laughs) And he was self-deprecating. Oh, yes. Yes, And and I was a fat fuck. And and then I meet this guy. It is even a fatter fuck. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are all of us fat fucks? And I'm like, oh, dude. Like, dude, I always joke about it, too. Oh, I've got a we've got a podcaster's body here. You know, it. If you you got to laugh at it yeah. kind of yourself, but nobody wants, you know, kind of like, you know how it is. Liberals and the shit like guys like us, you punch up. You don't want to punch down. Right. Yeah. And, right. So, but if you're making fun of yourself inclusive in that, like, oh, fuck, dude, I didn't need that cheeseburger. I did not need it. <laughs> and, like, you know, it, it's okay. But if you're like, oh, that guy's fat and I'm in perfect shape and you're a thin guy, that's. That's being mean. Yeah, and that's really the stuff that you don't need, you know. I, I like uh, uh, to go on like Facebook and say I had two McRibs for lunch today. Unrelated, <laughs> I feel like total shit. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy on sports radio here, and the people from Boston will know his name is Mike Felder, mm. the most popular sports guy. He would say that he would go once a year and get KFC. But he couldn't eat it anywhere else but by himself in a parking lot. And he would eat it and he would hate himself enough that he would wait till next year to do it once again. Uh, but he said, he goes, it was so delicious, but I felt so awful about myself. <laughs> and that's what he would do. <laughs> I get it. And I got to tell you, the older I get, it's like eating fast food is such a fucking adventure. Uh, I, I don't do it anywhere near as often, and typically because of the results, I'm like, Jesus, what the hell is going on? I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Did I just take a drug? No, you hate a whopper. <laughs> oh my God, Zeus, this has I been uh, amazing. This has been a lot of fun. Um, well, before I, I, I wrap everything up, let me just ask you real quick: uh, How can people yeah. find you? What, give us all your social media contacts, sure. your web address, all that good stuff. We, of course, pan. Pantheon, our, uh, our, yes. our, our, our umbrella. Uh, go to pantheonpods.com. I think it is. Just search Pantheon Podcast in Google. I, I hate giving out web addresses. But anyway, give us give us the rundown. Yeah. Man. So the big thing we did this year was we created our website finally up. 
Hmm. And in our website, we have all our episodes and everything else. But we also made it a big deal to make it interactive and put our rankings up. So as we go through every album, there's all the songs. If we did a review on a tour, and now all the tours are ranked that we've reviewed so far, all the costumes, it's there. So you can go back and shit on me because I think Shandy's the worst Kiss song of all fucking (laughs) time. It's fucking up there. I had to have that in my... Oh, thank you. 219, somewhere there. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. But you get my point. So the website is the new endeavor, and we love that. If you go to shoutitoutloudcast.com, you can find everything there, our episodes. But, you know, you can find our podcast everywhere you find podcasts. We have the uh, Kiss-centric Shout It Out Loudcast once a week, drops at midnight at, on Saturday. And then we have our album review crew with our friend Sonny. Pooney, who joins us. and A complete uh, idiot, by, by the way. Sonny is just yes, an idiot. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But by the time this episode <laughs> airs, uh, because as soon as I hang up, I have to finish editing. Okay. It's my pick, and where our ARC episode is dropping tomorrow, tonight at midnight, and this is my album that I chose. Oh, right on. Yeah. Right on. Use your illusion, too. Now, do you like two better than one? I picked it because I like two better than okay. one. Yes. Anyway, um, I want people to listen to it so they can fucking shoot Sonny Pooney when they listen to this episode because they're going to want to. Nice. Unbelievable. But we do that. And then we just started a Zeppelin Chronicles from Jay from the Hook Rocks. Nice. Uh, we're breaking that shit down low, slow because you can't just do Zeppelin like Kiss. I got to get Jay on the show. He's had me on. I got to reach out to him. Anyway, he's a he's a great guy and he loves his new music and he loves to guilt me about. Dude, you fucking, you got to get into this new music. Yeah, I don't have time you are a shit. stick in the mud when it comes to new rock. Yeah. Okay, flat out. Uh, I'm not against it. It just you're this is, this you're a, a dad me. puking on a on a on a on the, the the ride at Disneyland. I don't have I don't have the luxury of a long commute, which thankfully I don't. Yeah, I have short, limited time. Uh, single dad, fucking law practice, trying to do three episodes of edit a week. I don't have time for to listen to a lot of new music. So if I have time, I want to get into shit. All these old Deep Purple albums I never got into. Shit, I never listened to the post Black Sabbath shit. But that's, like, I'd rather that's listen to still new to you. I think that kind of counts. Exactly. And now if somebody puts something in front of me and goes, just listen to this, I would never say, oh, it's new. I'm not listening. I just don't have time to discover it. So if I have 10 minute drive, I want to listen to something that I just bought. I just bought uh Let's say Holy Diver from Dio. I want to listen to that album. I don't have time to go on serious radio and maybe get lucky and like a song. Now, what year is your car? It's a 2021. Hmm. Now, do I need I, to say what? Do you have a, do you have a CD player? <laughs> is there a CD player in I, the car? I do, but I have over like 18,000. Okay, phone, uh, fair enough. Because uh, things I, on my phone. I'm picking up my new car on Thursday. Um, and it's going to be my first ride since 1996 without a CD player or at least a cassette uh, player. Uh, and I'm a little tweaked about that because I even asked, like, well, can I just have, like, I'll, because I had to wait two months to get it. Like, you can throw one in there. Yeah. You haven't even built a damn thing yet, right? How much more? I got mine. They're like, nope, we don't even offer it anymore. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I got mine, and mine's a 20, 2021 Lexus. Okay. They put it in. But I've yet to use it, but I want it just in case. Yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> so, enough. I, no, yeah, yeah. The car I'm selling, I've used a CD player less than any car that I've had prior to that, but I still use it. I just like it there. You use you the know, Bluetooth? Not for music. I don't. Um, I use like a thumb drive for that kind of stuff. Uh, and I'll probably okay. just, 
honestly, just by like, because if your thumb drive is too big, it takes forever to load. So I'm probably going to buy yes. like 10 thumb drives and just do like A to B, you know, like, you know, and like, here's all my music, you know, and then uh, I'll do something like that. But I'll, I'll work around it. But, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts through Bluetooth in my car, but I, I get limited. And so sometimes with that, you know, pre pandemic, I had so much more time to do yeah. it since it's hot. It's hard, buddy. It's hard. Well, and then your show is like nine hours long, so I, I, I yes. was like, well, am I really ready to commit to this? I, I, I stayed away from the Batman because of this reason, so. <laughs> yeah, and then in addition to that, I got to fucking edit these nine-hour episodes. So now you know where my time goes. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm talking about the length, not the quality. Oh, 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 oh okay. <laughs> I'm like, it takes a lot of work to put in those jerky boy quotes. Come on. No, no, I get the, I, that part I get, but I'm like, you edit it, and it's two and a half hours long. <laughs> oh, no. It'd be about four hours if I left all the, you know, you know. No, I've been on like, your show. Like, <laughs> like, you know, you know, like, like. Yeah. You know how it works. No, right? I love you guys. You know that. But uh same here, brother. Same here. All right. Well, well uh, you thank guys you guys on soon enough, too. Yeah, you always know how to get a hold of me. I'll, you know, I'll jump in there, and it's uh, it's really been fun uh, to uh, you know get to know you and Tom, and uh, you know develop a little bit of a, a friendship and stuff. And I really appreciate your time tonight, man. Anything else before we get out of here? You know what? I love your sense of humor. Sometimes <laughs> the the dryness it takes me a whit. What what? Oh, I get it now. Yeah, okay. It takes me a bit to get it, but you know what? Anybody that's got your sense of humor can talk about music that I like. I'm I'm hundred on board. So well, that, that's very humbling. So I appreciate that. Well, once again, uh, it's always a pleasure. But uh, it's time to get out of here. So rock is not dead. It's not dead. And if you pay me nineteen ninety nine, I will say it to you in a message, in a text or tweet. <laughs> No, I don't know what you're talking about. Is it three sides? If you don't, if you don't, if you don't want me to get into it, I'll, I'll, I won't. Oh, yeah, I didn't think sides. you wanted to get into it. Oh no, no, no! I have no problem saying it. All right. You tell me if you don't want me to go there. I fuck. We have. Oh my, my God. Yeah, no, no issue there. All right. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.